Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Classic Pinball Podcast. My name is George, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello, George. When we spoke earlier in the week, you had mentioned that our next show should be about Flash Gordon. Oh, I know where it's going. I know where it's going. Go ahead. I don't think you do. Maybe. Someone else so did I it. I said to myself, well, IPDB is good, but, you know, that's just the written word. I need to see how, because I don't own this game. I have played it numerous times, but face it, I'm not a pinball nerd where I can remember every nuance of the game. I'm just not smart enough, pay attention close enough, it's not important enough, whatever it is. So I go out and I watch our neighbor, Mr. Karens. And this video, this video was made almost six years to the day of this recording. So, okay, he'll, he'll give me the, the deal. And he played the first couple of games and they were like hundred thousand games. He was just, no, no, he was not doing well at all. But around the fifth game or so, he lit it up. You know why? I'll tell you why. There's there's no ramp on it. He needs a ramp and some LEDs, man. That's what he needs. But go ahead. Well, no, that's not going to light you up. You, this is what's going to light you up. So, so today oh, there's boy. a new episode from Canada. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not going to get into it, but I'm just going to state what I heard that he was mm-hmm. calling out uh, Mr. Karens and uh, his political views, which I found extremely interesting on a podcast. But mm-hmm. if it's ever going to be on a podcast, I'm guessing it would be on that one. I'm guessing Mr. Karens a little bit left to center, just a guess go to the head of the class okay let's just leave just let's <laughs> okay. leave it at that so if you're interested 10 minutes in uh it's worth the two minute listen i can't wait i'm gonna go right there afterwards <laughs> so that's one of the things that happened um which leads me back to so he led me through the whole game and i'm like okay this game is fun i know it's really hard but it seems like just just like Harlem Globetrotters, which was a couple episodes ago, that inline target bank is the deal. You want to get that first. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, you do, but you got to keep on. No, I have my set up hard because keep the ball in play. I understand that. That's part of the game. <laughs> Once the ball goes away, you lose you lose the multipliers. You know, for next no, ball. I understand that. You got to earn them. I, that's like every other game for the most part I own. I mean, you know, no gimmies. Got to earn it. So that's only half of it. So the other piece is, which I like on this game, and I forgot about it, were the lights on the target bank. And if you hit a target with a light, it's worth 10,000 points. So there's another podcast that I listen to, and I'm not going to tell their names because people already probably know who they are, but they're going to do a 
game review of Future Spa, which I thought quite odd. You thought quite odd? Well, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you why they're probably doing it because Future Spa has become a good tournament game. It's ugly as sin. I hate the look of that game. Sorry. It's ugly. It's ugly. The pinks, the purples, the whites is just uh, not good. But it's kind of like a wide body Bally eight ball Fonzie to me. That's what it kind of feels like a I'm wide body version you, of that game. I don't like playing it. My friend Jack has had had one, you know, until the great washout. Um, he had one for quite a number of years, and we put a lot of games on that. And it's a fun game to play. It's just. I just wouldn't own it. I know what you're saying. I would not. I own that game, and I sold it after I restored it pretty quickly to a guy in Oregon. Well, didn't we talk about Get this out of here. before that I have almost every other wide-body game by them, except, you know, I don't like Space Invaders. This is the only other one I, ha- I don't have. If I could buy it cheap, I would buy it. I mean, remember I told you? That's where it came up. A couple episodes ago, I said there was one in Brattleboro, Vermont, for like 600 bucks. I would buy it for 600 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Right. Well, did you see the $250 Meteor, was it? Out on Long Island? No, that's Long Island. That's where I got my Quicksilver deal about a year ago. He said the back glass and the cabinet was good, but it was basically gutted. Oh, well. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's just boards or some mechs, but you know, assume the worst and hope for the best. So you're basically paying for a cabinet wiring harness and you know a back glass. So I last left us with the target bank on the left of Flash Gordon, and yeah. I said to you. If you hit the flashing one, it's worth ten thousand a target. Is that a setting? No. What a flashing one. There's no flashing one. What are you talking about? There's the four targets on the bottom left of the machine. Okay, yeah, and yeah. Four targets. Okay, yeah. Those Stand lights up. those lights blink. And if you hit the target that is blinking, I think they blink. One, three, and two, four. I yep, think they're one, two, three, four. I think right. it's just two settings. One, three, yep. two, four. If okay. you hit one of those targets while it's blinking, yep. what he said, again, I'm you know, I, I don't own the game. Okay. He said it was ten thousand points. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty that's a cool that's a cool feature. Well, it is a cool feature, but that's not really the point. The point of hitting those blinky targets is you want to get all the blinky targets to go solid. So that that will enable. Then you want to get the other lanes that match up. Um, your in your um, flipper feed lanes and the other two stand-ups on the other right side of the game, and then that right, makes for a total of eight for a total of eight targets. Right, and the three times playfield value saucer lights up and go in there, and get three times playfield value for fifteen seconds, and then if you get the other thing up the top there, the, the top three drop targets in order up top when it's lit, that's two times. And if you get them all, it's five times playfield values. And then you freaking rip that thousand point spinner a couple times. Now it's five thousand to spin, and you're 
in, I don't know, Flash Gordon gravy. So he was focused on the 100,000-point shot, and he said there were two ways of accomplishing it. On the upper play field, there's a single target. Yes. I guess it would be on the back. Right. I, yeah. I don't know how to describe the position, but there's a single target. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, and I know then it is. The other, then the other way is, well, I know you know it. I'm trying to describe it theater of the mind, and I can't be creative enough to come up with an explanation. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the shot that he could not make was the alternate 100,000 point shot which supposedly is up the right ramp and then through the uh shooter lane and back into the shooter lane you know what that is correct and that it depends on how your game is set up sometimes that's like i have a flash gordon right now that that shot does not work you cannot get it all the way up there from the bottom flipper but you can from the so a lot of times depending how your flash gordon is set up that shot will not work. You cannot go up that right ramp and over and, and down to your shooter lane and get that shot he's talking about. It won't go. It'll go part way up, but it won't go all the way around. So a lot of times uh, when games won't do that, depending on their setup and so forth, you can use the upper right flipper and backhand it up there and it'll go. You know, um, but it's all about optimizing your game because that game is supposed to be able to, from the bottom left flipper at least, to go up that ramp and and make that shot. So your game has to be set up right. Um, you know the geometry and and the uh, steepness of the game and the power powerfulness of the flipper and so forth to make that shot. So if it doesn't do that, then there's something that's not quite right with the game. You need to be optimized further, which is what I, I like to do. I like to optimize the games. You know, I, I spent a lot of OCD time on that. Well, in the, you know, video that I watched, he attempted to do that numerous times. And finally it happened. But the other question I had, and it was when he first started the video, was there are those rollovers up there. And when you plunge the ball into the lane, they don't do anything. The only time those light up is for that 100,000-point shot. Is that correct? Yeah, when you shoot the ball over them when you first shoot it, they're, worth, they're not worth anything. They're only when you're when the, the game is when the ball is in play, when you go back the other way is when they're worth something because it's actually right. making so a it's shot. Basically, I, so it's identifying the shot. It's showing yeah. you that here's what you want to do to get the 100,000 points. Right. Okay. It's a great game. I mean, I, I actually, I just took one in for, I, I have my own up right now in my lineup that's in, in uh, gorgeous shape, uh, original play field and so forth, and but really nice shape. And then I have a guy who just brought me his from, his, he's like 80 years old, and his sister's like 83, and he wants it restored for her for her birthday, which is later this month. And she loves Flash Gordon. She's like 83 years old, and she loves playing this game, which is amazing. I said, you know, this is one of the hardest games to play. She's just a really good player. And then I noticed when I brought the game in, when he brought it to me to restore for him, that uh, someone put whoever, quote unquote, restored the game 
15, 20 years ago. Not, not a real good job, by the way, where we did it. Um, they put six digit displays in the game. It's, it's a seven digit game. It's all six digits. Oh, no. So, yeah. So no wonder she's doing well. Oh, I flipped it over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hate to tell the guy, I hate to break it to him. You know, it's like, especially if she's used to six digit, I mean, I don't want to, he's on a budget, so I don't want to freaking, you know, throw seven digits. Well, he might be a candidate for those, uh, those new uh, LED displays, those look pretty decent. Yeah, you know, but, but he's on a budget, though. He's on, he's not on, you know. Oh, well, then, then no. Then you got six lot. digits and you roll it. I mean, yeah, that's the way fine. it is. Fine. He's fine. You know, and, and it's, it's going to be fine with six digits, you know. And I have some customers that want me to, you know, blow the bank on it. I can go crazy. And some, some customers want to keep it on a, under a certain budget. And I'll, you know, cater to that. And I'll do what I need to do to keep it under that. So things that I can skimp on like going to seven versus six if you had six all along then six is what you're used to it's going to be six fine someone even cut a hey i noticed they even cut a wire they cut a wire from one of the things it's like why is this wire cut oh that's why for the six digits interesting so well there's a game for sale locally i'm not going to say where they want 2500 bucks for a pig it's what is crazy it? what uh, yeah, Flash. No, no, I'm going to talk about some other game. But yeah, Flash Gordon, and it, <laughs> and it was it was just a pig. That's that's ridiculous because I, I I know uh, John just bought one for you know high teens and it was actually pretty decent shape. Oh, maybe about a year ago or so. Yeah, I you know again, I I you know it's a fun game. Uh, I look forward to playing yours. As I do everything you have, the April you know Deluxe. Let me know the when you want Deluxe. me to. I mean, I'm still fixated on that. I will always be fixated on that game. I'm. I'm gonna. You know. Let me know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna break you out. I'm gonna break you out of lockdown. I'm gonna go there middle of the night. I'll kidnap you. <laughs> so, Flash Gordon. Usually, we lead with the designer. And the artist, and I'm going to go from memory, and I'm not very smart. Claude Fernandez did the design, and Kevin O'Brien did the artwork. O'Connor, 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 O'Connor. Yeah, okay. the Irish thing. You got the Irish thing right. Yeah, but I was, the, cl- uh, I was, cl- I was close in the ballpark. Irish category. You're in the ballpark. You're in the ballpark. That's all right. I want to get back at one of our episodes. We talked about the games Bali did during the mid to late seventies that all had some kind of pop reference. And there were quite a few. And I know I asked this question before. Well, Dolly Parton, you know, evil Knievel, um, Elton John on Captain Fantastic. Uh, I don't know. I know I'm forgetting a ton of games. Harlem Globetrotters. What do they have in common? What do they have in common? Wait, what, what do they have in common? Well, what are you saying? Are they, they have in common? Was Bali the first company to do that? To do what? Well, to do licensing of pop culture. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, I think you're right. Yes. Well, we're, we're, I think, we're talking yes. about Flash Gordon and 
I think somehow I thought we talked about this as well, that the movie was, yeah, it was less than Star Wars. How's that? Yeah, but you know what, though? I liked it for its time. When I saw that in the theater, I mean, it had Queen for the soundtrack. You know, Queen was doing the soundtrack, so they had that going for them. Um, they had, um, oh, who's the guy, The one of the Bond one of the Bond guys from years ago, uh, Timothy Dalton was in it. He played one of the characters in that, one of the uh, good guy, bad guy. There's a lot of famous people in that. Uh, Max von Sydow as, as Ming the Merciless. So uh, I told you about the Flash Gordon guy, whatever his name is. I forget his name. Forgive me. He contacted me a couple of years ago. He wanted me to, to make him a minty Flash Gordon restored for his own personal Head stash. No, no way. And the, he's the, the lead actor of Flash Gordon. I'll insert. Yeah. I'll insert yeah. his name later. He's, he's he's Sam. I want to say Sam something. Sam. Go Sam, ahead. I am. Sam, I am. It's Sam, whatever. Yes, him. <laughs> no idea. He contacted me. He called me up. He called me up a couple years ago. Hey. I'm Sam whatever. I'm Flash Gordon, and I hear you do an awesome job in restoring games, and I want to restore Flash Gordon. I know you have one. How much will you sell it to me? And, and will you? And instead of that, and I told him the price. Like, well, instead of that price, how about if I give you a bunch of signed whatever, my, my signature, an autograph, personal autograph picture of me and a, a poster of me and, uh, I don't know, video of me or something. And I go, well, that sounds... That sounds great. So how about, that sounds like a great offer with the signature stuff and your your picture. How about instead we do uh, cash, check, or charge? Sam. Oh, so he was trying the, the, he was right. trying to give you some paraphernalia in lieu of... Yes. Yes. Uh, in lieu of any money. Um, yeah. You know, you know who my sorry, favorite, no. You know who my favorite character is, right? Benjamin. No, Benjamin. Benjamin's a great character. Yeah, Benjamin. He's good. I like, yep. I like ten of them with a little band around them. <laughs> That's like one of my favorites. Or maybe, maybe, maybe several tens of them with little bands oh, around no, them. No, maybe a whole bunches. troop. Bunches. <laughs> a bunches. Bunch. There are bunches of Benjamins and little. Ba- uh, bands. He's Perfect. like one of my favorite characters. Yeah. So if you want to sign those and send those over, Sam, we can do some bids. No, Sam, you got damned. No. No. Sorry. So no. he didn't. He didn't get a game. Obviously. Negative. No. He might have got a game from somebody else. He actually turned into. Um, Turn it from an actor into a bouncer. He actually did runs in no, not bouncer. He runs his own um, oh security. Gonna, you're gonna, gonna pay out. You you're gonna spot. pay. I'm gonna put you on the spot. I know. Yeah, John is an outlier. Don't don't ever include the genius because he'll always get a good deal. But I would guess sure. if you wanted a really nice heart. Uh, Keep wanting to go to Harlem Globetrotters. God, I got that in my mind. Flash Gordon, I'm guessing you're going to be in the $3,500 plus range for a very, very anyway. good example of that game. 
Oh, I'm oh, not, yeah. being, not being polite. I think you could add another yeah. thousand to that. And now you're kind of in Keep the going. game. And if you really want a <laughs> nice, nice one, I've seen, well, I'm not going to talk about the competition, but, you know, because he's got, a, you know, a big following. Yeah, crazy ass money for that game, and and it's worth it's worth it. I don't own a game like that. Yeah. I don't own a quote unquote semi ramp game, and I know you don't call it a ramp game, but those are ramps. It's a level shifter. A, a, a typical ramp '90s ramp game feeds the flipper. It goes up and around and feeds your flipper, and it's you know kind of easy. It's a level. Not it's a, a level. It, okay, I'm gonna coin that phrase. It's a level. Oh. Shi- it's a level shifter. Speaking of a level shifter, yeah, exactly. So it all came from Black Knight from Williams and then uh, Stern Lightning, same thing. And then, all right, here we go. Stern Lightning did level shifting. Black Knight from Williams. Flash Gordon Bally. Um, we're you know, missing, that we're kind missing, of thing. We're missing another Bally. Vector Bally. There you go. Vector Bally. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, speaking of Black Knight, I'm going to be taking yet another game is I'm going to be buying because I got a customer that I he has like a home use only Black Knight that he has doesn't have room for in his new place he's moving to and and basically he's, he's going to give me a real nice price on it even though I don't really need a Black Knight but but the but, but you know I'm trying to help him out. He's a longtime customer and uh, help him out and you know buying it at a good price for me that I can put some time into it and make it nice and sell it eventually and, and be okay. So I'm going to do that. So I'm going to, so I'm actually going to have two out of the, two out of the three trilogy of, I have, I'm going to have black Knight and I also have black Knight 2000, but I do not have the stern black Knight. Swords of rage, but I will have two out of three. Well, if you wait long enough, nice get, if you wait long enough, you'll get the last one at a good price. I think we've already discussed this and probably beat it to death. But you know that when I owned my bar, we had the original Black Knight in there, and it was a killer earner. People put people put a lot of quarters in that game every week. I wonder if we'd still put that out there on location somewhere. Of course, in a different a different reality than we're living through right now. In normal times, how that would do in like a a bar or. A, Somewhere like that these days, a uh, a black knight. If it people was would throw the, fifty cents. In. If it was the only game, and it was a quarter or fifty cents a play, you'd do very well with it. I don't know, you know, you're not going to hit it out of the park, but you'll you'll make money on it because I don't. What do you think uh, it would cost you to get it into that game? Two grand. Yeah, something like that. Maybe. Uh, well, after I'm all done with it, I'm gonna I'm gonna be paying less than that for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I looked at online uh, Pinside. They were saying anywhere from like eight hundred bucks to eighteen hundred bucks is a decent price for the game. You know, so they're not going for a lot. But then again, if you a restored version, now you're talking a different ballpark. But they're saying like your, your good average Black Knight is around there. Well. Split the difference for an on-site game. I mean, you don't really care if it's perfect. You want it to play correct. Right. You could probably do pretty well with it. I mean, your investment is low as long as it's not a, you know, repair-a-rama game where, you know, stuff will go wrong. It's a solid, 
you know, as long as you set it up right, you know, it could be a good game. Well, they made a whole bunch of new boards for that game too. Uh, co Cohart, Co Co something, Cohut. Make Williams Williams boards for all the classic games, so that it puts new technology into these old boards that aren't that always that great, you know, with all their stuff that Williams did. So they're a U.S. company. Uh, U.S. company, yep. In fact, his the power supply board is really nice on his redo. It has a readout display on the board saying what is the what is your five volts at like five point one two three or whatever. It actually shows you what your five volt supply is. It takes all the guesswork out of it, so you know you can actually you know probably a little adjuster on it to turn it up or down or whatever to kind of tweak it in if you need to. Would nice. Wouldn't that be nice on all the Bali games? Yeah, or even better. Well, the Bali games they're they're very forgiving. The Ramparama games from Bally Williams in the nineties, they were hard, they were not forgiving at all. Um, because uh, I think they needed like I think if it goes below four point eight volts or four point eight five volts, the game crashes and resets. So they're known to reset. And the highest that the game will output for five volts typically is five point one. So it's a very tight margin to have and then when you start flipping flippers and everything else, it starts bringing it down. So you have to have all the connections going to be rebuilt. All the your five volts has to be strong. So the '90s games are known for resets, unless you go through the five volt section and uh, redo a lot of stuff. Well, it's funny that you're talking about boards because I started looking at a couple of the websites. They're sold out of a lot of stuff. People have been drained. Who? Oh, people. Oh. Tell me about it. People are, are they're home all day. They're, they're, they're whatever. They're, uh, they're locked down in their house. Uh, they ain't getting out anytime soon. <laughs> and uh, they're shopping out their games. We're going to have some really kick-ass games in a couple months when this thing opens up, whenever it does, because people are spending time shopping games out. They're buying tons of parts and they're redoing all their games. So there's going to be some really nice stuff if they want to sell their stuff. Well, that's, I think that's what everybody is waiting to see what happens in the future. Because I looked at a couple of different sites and I'm like, wow, you can't buy that. You can't buy that. You can't buy that. And it just tells you where the supply chain comes from. And yeah, I got it. I know you, I know you took advantage of it with uh, one of the boards that you had manufactured. So it makes sense, but it's, uh, it's funny how the valve got turned off. Yeah, I, I was buying early on this stuff when I saw, I said, you know, I need a lot of stuff. I started like buying thousands of dollars per month on boards and everything else early on because I knew I was going to need it anyway. But then also I said, you know, who knows about supply chain stuff. So I wanted to grab stuff. So I, I have stuff going forward. Um, especially that, that one of the last stern boards I could get, I got that too for a display issue on, on a game, the stern Elvis. But, um, yeah, it's good to be in early and, and getting stuff to have. So, yeah, pin, pinball biz is big right, right now. If something happens, the, the the valve was open, but it's open even more right now. I'm getting tons of calls and tons of emails where people want their games restored or repaired or uh, there's tons of people wanting uh, wanting stuff done. And uh, I've been busy. Busy, busy. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you about that. It sounds like uh, 
you know, everybody shut in. You've, uh, you've got a lot of people that probably normally would not have prepared the games, but they're shut in. They're just looking for something to do. It, uh, case in point, like last night, went to go work on this guy's lost world, right? Nice house, you know, nice people. And uh, he came to the door. He had, he had a mask in his hand, ready to put it on, but he saw me with nothing. And he's like, oh, okay, we're like that. He was like, all cool. It's like, okay, well, I'm not, do- I'm not doing any of that stuff. At the very end, when I'm all done, he loved the work. He, he put his hand up to shake my hand. It's like, damn right I'm going to shake your hand. So I shook his hand. You know, it was great. Yeah, that's, yep. uh, that's a ritual that is unfortunately not being uh, done with any frequency anymore, unfortunately. No, I, I am, though. I, I, uh, um, I don't know. Just like rat racing with the, with the Acuras, I'm doing the same thing in the pinball world. We're just kind of, we're rat racing, we're taking our chances. But it's fun. <laughs> the speed version of the game comes into play. What are you doing? Give me a one minute. Go. Ball shot up one minute, the go. Okay. lane. It comes down onto your flipper. You do. All right, so shoot the ball out, upper right flipper. Keep your flipper up. You're going to try to keep it in the upper play field as long as you can. You want to try to get those upper three drop targets, especially the ones that are lit. Get the lit ones down because it keeps cycling around. Once you get them all, get the lit ones down, your two times play field value light comes on for that saucer in the middle of the play field. Um, And then once you get that, then uh, you bring the ball down to your, your peeper as long as you can. Uh, then you start going whacking at the inline drops on your right. Get all those down. Get the extra ball lit. Shoot that. I have my game set up so you can only get one extra ball per game. Otherwise, I don't want you to keep shooting that extra ball all day long up there. So it's a little tougher. So uh, once you get that, then I'm, I'm nailing the left stand-ups and get all those colors down. And also the right stand-ups, get those colors down. And the inline, in-lane colors, get all those down. Now you get three times uh, light for your saucer. So now you have two and three times lit up there for five times lit. Um, I'll try to get the ball, uh, go up the spinner that's lit for a thousand points, go up and around, drop it down into the saucer after hitting a couple more drop targets. Now it's five times bonus or five times play field value. Now I'll try to hit those lit spinners all day long uh, at 5,000 points of spin. And I have my spinners juiced to spin for forever if I can do it. And uh, multiple you know, rock and roll points there. And then uh, build up your bonus, shoot up the right lane to go to your shooter lane. That's 100,000 points. And I think also you get your bonus collect two out of there. And then also another bonus collect with the stand up next to your uh, your uh, upper pop bumper. That's the game in a nutshell. Well done. I'm back. Did you get rid of the uh, New York machine? That got yes. that got lead. Oh yeah, yeah, that's gone, and and uh, delivered that, and um, 
it, I should have, I should have, John Day, again, he's, he's like, you need to, you know, I play test the crap out. It's like, no, you, you should definitely put a hundred games on an EM before you send it off. And it's like, oh, I got about 40 or so. Oh, it's no, playing fine. Thing broke and you had to go back. I had to go back. Yep. It had a little problem. I had a little hiccup. No, small hiccup, but still a hiccup. Not, you know, I don't want to, you know, so he was very nice about it, the guy. And so, you know, I said, well, these things happen when you transport and, you know, so, um, but just in case. I uh, just have a backup plan because it sounds like something simple, but, but I know my friend Stu has to go up to that area anyway to empty. He has an ATM business as well. He has an ATM machine right nearby the guy's house. I say, hey, Stu, when you're going up next time to your ATM thing, when are you going next? Oh, I'm going this coming Monday. Hey, do you mind swinging by and meet me at this guy's house? Oh, no problem. You know, I'll bring some tools. Great. So he met me there um, and uh, he, he found, I mean, Issues weren't too bad. He found the issues right away. We were, we were, he was in and out and fixed the thing in like, I don't know, five or ten minutes. Good to go. So what, And then so, I stayed so a little while. Don't gloss over. So what, yeah. what was it? Oh, you had to ask me that one. Uh, what was it? Oh, I, I, forget. Can always, I can always edit this out. Um, okay. Okay. You don't know. I don't. I don't. I forget what the fuck it was. It was, it was like a, it was like a, it was a switch on. Hold on. It was a switch on the um, score motor that wasn't quite, I think it was making too long. It wasn't quite opening up all the way. The gap wasn't, was just a little hair off. That's all it was. And then that was making the, oh, I know, the drop targets would not reset all the time. They'd kind of try to reset, but not reset. They weren't getting a strong enough pulse. They needed a nice big long um, sweep of the switch. Long sweep. Yeah, vice versa. So it worked because they're, rotary and they're spinning around and you want the switch to kind of make contact for a long period the, of time. Yeah, you want the switch to make contact a longer time. You don't want it just like a, a little quick hit. It needs more time to do its thing. So it got a quick hit. That's what no, I think it was it was not tight enough of a gap. That's what it was. So we made the gap tighter. We cleaned the switch, made the gap tighter so we closed longer, uh longer dwell time. And uh that made everything that part was fine. And then a couple then a couple lights she she played the crap out of it after after I delivered it. It was like a week after when they when they started calling about the other issues. She played I think like three or four hundred games on the thing. Who is she? She played the, the, crap. the customer. Yeah, because he bought it for his wife for her birthday. Because she loves pinball. She loves old school pinball. He bought it for her, and she played the crap did out. He, of it. Did he have any idea what he bought? Um, he didn't know if I told him what he bought. But he, I gave him a whole list of different games available. What, what he, you know, what I had. Wait, wait, wait. And are, that's we, the, are we still talking about New York? Yeah, yeah. That's a hard, you know, that's a collector game, right? That's not an easy game to come by. No, it's not. No, but he didn't really know what he, he didn't know what it is. It's basically, it's like a pioneer. He didn't know. He just know he likes to look at the game. He didn't know. I don't think he knows. Huh? Did he pay a lot of money for it? Yeah, he paid good. He paid up. Um, okay, no, that's all. I don't have to know what it is. It's just so he paid. He paid up for an old, older game. Okay. Yeah, he paid. He paid good money for it. Yep. Yep. I mean, I'm basically put it this way. I, I got. I got. I got paid for my time into it. Put it that way. I got paid well for the time I put into it. No, no, that's that's which cool, is what I went out online and looked at that game and what was the other one called? Seventeen seventy six or something like that. Uh, Spirit of 76 and um, 
pioneer. So they basically recycled this title three times. They did. Yeah. Well, so yes. What the Spirit of Seventy Six is a four player. Pioneer the two player. New York's a two player, but with the Attaball flair, with it with the fake Attaball. But they it's a fake Attaball. Sort of the same platform and the same Everything. play field. Right. Everything's the same. It, it, very, it's it's like pretty much, it's pretty much just like the extra ball is a lot easier to keep getting extra balls on on New York, and that's about it. That's the only real difference I can see. Right. It's like it's like a, it's like a pioneer, but it says New York on it. No, no, you no. Know? I went like I said, I went out and looked because I was curious because you were saying how rare it was, and it you know and the stars. it was made and the star- it was made pretty much for New York City and surrounding area. You know, they really, yeah. you know, it was like a special oh, run like, almost. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like what we're going through today with, with Como and all his silliness. It's the same thing. They had silliness back <laughs> in the day, too, for New York. But this is crap. Mm-hmm. So, same stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the crust around the edges. Yeah. Okay. You can nibble. <laughs> You're allowed to nibble. I'll nibble. I'll nibble. nibble. Uh, you, know, you know I won't. You know I won't edit it. I'll leave it in. Fix it. And so she played the crap about, out of it. They didn't really know what they what they bought, but now they do. They love the game. She loves the game, playing the crap. Well, you just you know? said John's telling you to play a hundred games on it. She did you a favor by basically saying, "Okay, amp it up." Now you know the game is great. Basically, she's gone through it. All you have to do is make that one little change. That's not bad. Oh, and so much so that the game had so much play on, it and so many hours of being on time that the, a lot of the lights, the lights in it. Where all the, the light sockets were all good when I had it, but after being on so much time, so much heat now, now some light sockets were failing. Because you know, so I, I went and I went and basically did all the I did some lights anyway when I had it here, but other lights were still good. I decided to do all the ones she's talking about. I just I either replaced them with with new light sockets while I was there. Stu left, and I was there for like another two or three hours, just kind of making What's it. Use a four, uh, a forty four. A bayonet? Uh, well, yeah, 44 bayonet, yeah. But the light sockets were, you know, they were like spinning yeah, no, around. They, some yeah, of them. no, they suck. You got to, you know, I, I, learned but yeah, that. But I learned that the hard way. I just got frustrated you, with every you, one of my games and replaced them all. Well, you can replace them all. I, I just The ones that are really bad, I'll replace. The ones that are just a little bit loose, I'll actually can, you take a little file, you file things down, you, 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 solder, the, you solder the little nipple on there and you solder the side of it and and typically it's good and you're all set. You know, you can bring new life into an old thing. So I did that where I could. Other ones I replaced. So other, other than that, then, then she was all, all good to go. But in fact, I just noticed when I, and then I cleaned the place of it because there's just from being played, it was like, you know, the rubbers were a little dirty and it's like, you know, 400 plays. And Stu has said, you played that many games. Cause I looked, at the, I looked at the counter and it's true. She played a lot, like 400 games. So, so said, did you, I, did you say to her, Hey, you're going to be calling me back in two months to do a tune up on this game. If you keep playing it like this. Well, I told her I just gave her a, t- a free tune-up just then. I gave her a freebie while I was there. Right. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to clean the play field. I, I cleaned the rubber. I cleaned the play field. But I gave her the really good tightened rubber, so the rubber's not going to wear out. Right. It just needs to be clean. So I cleaned everything, cleaned the play field. I made it nice. But, uh, but I'll tell you, after, when I played it after a, a test game after when I cleaned it, it played well, but it didn't have that nice, I don't know, as punchy a feel as when I first restored it. It was like extra bouncy and rubbery and, and so forth, and it, it still played very well. But I just I noticed a difference from when I first delivered it to when to how it just you know when the, when a game is like brand new versus a game that's been played a little bit, you know it just was like down like half a peg. That's all. 
It's called broken. It's called broken in. It was broken in. I mean, I she didn't notice it. I mean, I noticed the stuff because I'm tuned into what these games play like, especially when I've just finished doing them, you know. And I'm kind of spoiled by the fact that my when I do my games, even for myself, I don't play a lot. But when I actually can take some time and not feel guilty about playing and taking my time away from working on them, I'll actually put a couple games on. But that's why the games stay so pristine because I have very low plays on my games. So it's, they're always like a fresh restoration I'm playing on, which is, is nice, you know. I understand because some of my games are becoming broken in. And you know, you, you notice mm. it. it does, they just don't play like they did. But, you know, you got to play them. I mean, it doesn't mean that you go and rip the whole thing apart again. I mean, it doesn't have that many plays on it. But, you know, I use my games. That's what they're there for. They're not museum pieces. I'll, I'll tell you, there's, there's some people out there that say, oh, I need to practice, 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 practice. I find when I practice too much on games, I, I don't do well. I do better stepping up to a game that I haven't played in months and a couple games in, I'll crank. I'll get a new high score. I got a customer up in upstate New York right now who wants me to come there and do a little day spa on his, oh, whatever ramp game it is. I forget. Some ramp game. I'm, I forget. Whatever. Um, what I said, hey, you're three. Rampy you're three ramster and the rampers. It's a ramper and the ramsters. Whatever the frick it is. You know? Yeah, um, rampy ramster and the ramsters. Ramster. Six hour job, but he's like three and a half hours away and he's up above Albany somewhere. And it's like, well, first of all, you're in New York, and so you got you know, your lovely governor doesn't want any anything, any funny business. And it's like, I, I, I need to stay over somewhere and that you can't do that. I need to go to a restaurant, I can't do that. So he's saying, Oh, no, no, you know what? I'll, I'll, so he's ready to, I think he's ready to like turn me on to, he found a, a, a bed and breakfast that he, I think he's going to spring for. He's like, I, I'll, I'll set you up here, this bed and breakfast over here. And you can eat there. And he's ready to freaking spring me for a night's stay nearby and do all that for me. Right. And but doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like a bad deal. Do you have the stuff to repair it? Always. I get like 20, 30 grand worth of stuff to repair it. I get everything. So how this all works out is that the same time this guy No, no, just get to the get to the chase. No, I, I bring the whole shop with me when I go on site these days. I bring everything. I want to be one shot done, day spa done, get it all done. Here's, here's your bill, pay me. And they pay me, and we're good to go. And they have a nice game. That's how, that's how we roll. Okay. Bring my lovely wife with me, my lovely wife, Carol Merrill. She's there, and she's helping out. Shopping play fields out while I'm fixing cords or whatever. So uh, at the same time that's happening, that he's saying that and so forth. I get this other guy calling me from New York and he wants my Bally eight ball that I have on my YouTube channel that I had for sale for about six months that I bought way back when, um, when my first games ever bought and it's an original, you know, I, it's all nicely shopped out, referred, but it's original play field, a little bit of wear, but it's all, everything's rebuilt. It plays great. It's on my mom's house down in Falmouth. And, uh, He's willing to pay up for it. So um, I'm going to, I made a deal with him and I'm going to get it out of my mother's house and I'm going to deliver it to him on July 4th week. So I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to, go to, I'm going to be in New York for a while. I'm going to go to New York with my buddy, the governor, and uh, I'm going to deliver this thing, set it up, get, he, he, the guy already gave me, he's very nice. I, I said, just give me, Give me a small deposit down, a couple hundred bucks to 
to hold it for you and then give me the remainder upon delivery. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to give you half down now and half when I see it. Okay. You want to throw cash at me? That's fine. It, it's great. I, I love my customers. My customers are awesome. But anyway, this guy, very, very nice customer wants to give me money down. Great. And we wants to make sure I'm not going to sell it on him. So he wanted to throw lots of money at me. Perfect. You know, and, and I'm going to treat him right. So I, um, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to actually, it's all good to go, but I'm going to pick it up at my mother's house, bring it back here, go through it again, make sure it's all good to go. And I'll, I'll freshen up. It's, it's very low plays anyway, on it since I brought it down there. I'm going to make sure it's all set and then I deliver it to him. Uh, and then, so on a Wednesday in the middle of, a, of uh, July 4th week, and then, uh, I'm going to make sure you're still here. There we go. Um, and then from there, go to our friends, uh, not go there, then go to above Albany, uh, and stay at the guy's place. He's going to rent a bed and breakfast for us, stay there that night. And the next morning, go work on the day spa on his ramp game. And then go back to the bed and breakfast and stay there again and have dinner there. And then go to our friend's house in New York, George and Ingrid and go on their boat for 4th of July weekend while we're out there. And uh, so it be a very nice, profitable 4th of July week. It's going to be some, some nice dough coming in, a little chill, a little, little boating. And uh, a little, uh, we, we love to um, combine business and pleasure, you know, make a little money, have some, you know, fun stuff. Same time. It's all good. You uh, better wor- wave to Andy while you go by the Capitol. I'm not putting that out there. <laughs> you, you, you. You should be proud of it. It's it's a it's a nice thing to say. It's a, it's a compliment. No, I I don't like pitchforks and fire. Okay. <laughs> So I went to Home Depot. I, I asked a uh, lady about, hey, I want to buy this, uh, this grill here. You know, it's, oh, okay, well, here's what you do. And, you know, give the take a picture of the UPC symbol and blah, blah, blah. Did all that. So I got it. I, I said, well, I want to get the one. I like the one that's in here versus outside. Outside is kind of dirty and grungy, and I don't like what they did to them and, you know, whatever. So I finally, so I got the one that doesn't fold. Little wings don't fold fold down, so it's a little bigger. But I think it's going to fit my my SUV, my Ford Escape. So I wheel it out, buy it, wheel it out, go to the car, and it will not fit into the hatch of my SUV. It's like, oh, now what? And now what am I going to do? So I see her come out. She's out talking with some other people. The same person who was waiting on me, this cashier, and I said, "Hey, um, you know, can I use one of your orange?" carts here you know you put lumber on and whatever and you know you know those carts you gotta put bricks on and stuff and you're gonna wheel it around and you know heavy duty thing uh, you know basically can, can you get someone to help me lift this on top of one of these carts i'm gonna roll it back to my house which is behind you oh well, well i don't know if you can take one of those carts i don't think it's allowed to take a cart back home meanwhile i see my neighbors take carts and carriages and everything well, else first of all you shouldn't have. true okay. well i figured I, I, i'm gonna try honestly is the best policy first you know, I'm going to give them a chance to do the right thing. And then when they fail, then I'm going to make it happen anyway. So that's okay. Oh, that's okay. You know what? I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to roll it all the way home on its wheels. All the way home, like a, about a half oh, mile no. to a mile. Okay. But no, no way am I doing that. I'm not going to wreck the freaking wheels doing that all the way home. 
I don't no, think so. They're not. They, they're not. They're not. That's no. not what you're supposed to do with that. No, no. And then she says, "Well, you know, you could you could rent one of our one of our trucks and get it." It's like, yeah, I'm gonna rent one of your trucks. I went over and I got a I got one of those like loud clangy platform orange carts from Home Depot and I pulled it over to my car. Oh, actually, no, I don't. I, I left it over to where it was. There's a bunch of them, and I backed it up to where it was, and I took my my Weber grill. And I lifted it up on top myself and got on top of the thing, locked the wheels down, and started rolling it out of the parking lot. And I rolled it all the way up the driveway and all the way around. And now I'm about maybe a tenth of a mile towards home. And I hear, I hear like, sir, sir, sir. Someone's yelling at me. No I'm way. They came after you? This, oh, oh yeah. No, no. She's definitely, uh, she wants to be a, a, a police sergeant, but she's at Home Depot right now. So she's stuck there. So what do you think I did when she's yelling after me and as I'm walking with the freaking thing and making all kinds of noise with this thing? Hopefully, it's, it's like, hopefully you pushed it like a bobsled. I kept pushing and pushing, and then she's following me, and she's actually down almost on my street now, still yelling at me. Sir, sir, that's, I'm just borrowing it. Don't worry about it. I'm not keeping this thing. I'm did you raise the sword? Did you raise the sword while you did it and said, "We shall conquer"? No. No, I didn't do that. I, I just, I just, I, I, I just said, you know, don't get your, I said, don't get your pennies in a bunch. You know what I mean? I just kind of kept going. Trim the got it home. Jim, pull in the mainsail. <laughs> We're going full steam ahead. Full speed ahead, bit. You know, like you know what? You know, I think she's basically saying, you know, you must think rules are for other people. You come in here without a mask, and you come and get your own thing. It's like. Now you're getting it. Now we're communicating. <laughs> I, I, here, uh, here I, I've got one for you. I, Captain, you're a little bit of a wanker, ain't you? <laughs> I, Sorry. I, I, she's on her phone. She's on some kind of thing, and she's typing something in while she's talking to me. It's like, oh, boy, now she's calling the cops on me. She's going to freaking dime me out and call 911 because this guy that doesn't obey the rules is, is taking this thing. And meanwhile, I have, I have the sticker. Maybe she thought I stole it. I don't know because I have this, I still have the sticker on the thing. The oh, girl, yeah, the, looting, the big looting and robbery in, in your town. Let's go. Loot, she thinks let's, go loot, let's go loot the well, uh, flatbed. Well, because she, because she watches the news, she sees the looting. So therefore I must be a looter. I'm, t- I'm stealing the Weber grill, obviously with the freaking orange thing. So, you know, I, I don't blame her, you know, you had, you, you had, so finally, you had your mask on, right? No, <laughs> I did not have my mask on. No, oh, I did not have darn. the mask. No, I did not have my muzzle on. You didn't have the mask on. You didn't have that on. Oh my! I took my lanyard. My lanyard was off for the for the for the walk home. No, I didn't. I took the lanyard off too. I was going bareback for this uh, excursion. Okay, so what? So, what happened? Okay, so then I, I unloaded it. And then I, uh, I rode all the way back, and I see her outside again, and I park her where it was, and I said, here you go. It's back safe and sound again. Are you good? And she, and she, says, she, she shook her head, and she gave me a thumbs up and said, very good. All right. See, that wasn't that hard. I left my car here anyway, you dumb twit. You know, I had to get my car. You stupid. And the whole time, this song was playing in my head.
doing something without a mask. But if you had a mask on, yeah. she probably would have let you, even though she couldn't see her Ma- identity. Maureen is a good point. She thought I was stealing something without a mask on. And that's bad. <laughs> if I had a mask on, that's good. Oh, oh, darn. I can no. identify him. That's not good. Mask <laughs> on. Who was that unmasked man? <laughs> you know what? Arrest arrest him for a COVID violation. It's okay that he took that that orange hauler. No problem. But the, the COVID mask, is no fine. good. We cannot have the no mask thing. We need the Weber grill and the and the orange thing. That's all good. In fact, last night, especially the push of the limit, I had my lovely wife because we were doing a late night Lost World Valley service call uh, day spa. Oh, oh she no, wasn't in bad shape. She actually bought it years ago. The family's had it forever. 25 years ago, someone sort of restored it. And uh, uh, so she, again, another woman that loves pinball, loves classic pinball, not the new stuff. They want old school, which is great, which is perfect for me, you know. Uh, but I'll do I love when the older, you know, older games are getting uh, awesome attention. They, oh, so anyway, on the way home, I found these. These, uh, it was late. It was like 10 o'clock at night. We're on the highway. We're on 95. And all of a sudden, zoom, zoom. I felt like I was in Fast and Furious. These little, these, these Honda uh, or, or Acura little uh, Integris, like three of them, were all like zooming by me. And it's like, ah, oh, I like this. So I, I, I downshifted. I put it into sport mode. And I started zooming up like 89 miles an hour and get right behind them and, and go with them. And we're all like rat racing up the highway. Maureen says, Maureen's on my case. No, no, don't do that. No, you, you can't. Do it. It's like, come on, honey. This is great. This is like, like Vin Diesel. I said, you know, come on, honey, ride or die. Come on, let's go. Ride or die, man. Slow down a little bit to make Maureen a little more happy. And I was trying to hand Maureen. I, I said, Maureen, here, take the mask and put it over your eyes instead. It's better for you. Then we have to see anything. You know? <laughs> So she didn't like she didn't care for that too much. But so she took hers <laughs> and yours and made like an eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She did. Okay. So so uh so rat race with these guys and all of a sudden we come to uh, we're going all of a sudden I see two of the accuracies, they slow right the hell down. Like zoom. And I was like, okay, they slow down for a reason down to like seventy five from ninety quickly it's like i'm doing the same thing boom all right right down with them the other guy kept going a little bit faster and all of a sudden i figured out why i went and i went to the middle lane it's like there's a reason why these guys did this i see a steady go right by us in the fast lane and he puts the spotlight on the guy that's still going kind of fast and then he then he zooms by the guy so he, he, he left us all alone and and you got the you got the name of our state wrong we've changed our name yeah, we are now Massachusetts. Yeah. Bonus feature. Sorry, Rick. I guess I'll return it. Return? Are you insane? Did you hear nothing I said? Buy another one, Morty. Consume, Morty. Nobody's out there shopping with this virus. Where's your wallet? Oh boy! Oh please! I'm trying. I'm trying to keep us. You know, we'll give it a little bit of an edge, but I'm oh, not yeah. going to shift somebody. But you know, but you know who actually does it? You know, Canada. I mean, he's kind of like he's kind of the uh, the tip of the spear. And he's a little. 
as much as I enjoy listening to him, he's a very, very bold person. I, I like that, though. I appreciate that in person. I like someone with that. Like I said, I, how many times have I talked about him on this show? That's true, he a lot. Give me, he won't give me the time of day. But that's okay. <laughs> we're, we're just as fun as anybody else. We just kind of, you know, we got to pull the reins back. It's a pinball show. It's not, you know, this isn't uh, 60 Minutes, okay? Oh, we're from.